Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. During this edition, we're highlighting David Smith's speech during the Illinois Family Institute's recent Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet. Dave was introduced by the Reverend Miles Holmes, the co-lead pastor at Revive Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Pastor Holmes is an IFI board member. Every challenge, every battle needs a warrior on the front lines, needs a champion out front. David Smith is that champion. He's the executive director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Under his leadership, these faith-based organizations advocate for policies and for candidates that support families, religious liberty, honest and fiscally sound government, education choice, sound drug policy, privacy, and most of all, the protection of life. It's a tough fight. It's an ongoing challenge to fight for what is right for the people of Illinois. Despite the challenges, Dave Smith says that with God on our side, we can move forward in Illinois and make this state once again a place where we can proudly say this is our home. Would you welcome your champion, David Smith? Well, I am really glad that you're all here tonight. The theme of tonight's annual event is boldness. And as you know, the verse that we chose is Proverbs 28, verse 1, which says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. If you've been paying attention to the political process over the years, you know that regressive politicians, activists, and many in the media are promoting or even cheerleading wicked policies that will strip us of our freedoms and hard-earned resources while bringing death, destruction, despair, distraction, and of course, expanding government dependence. They often exploit our most cherished values, perverting them, and then throwing them back in our face. That's their strategy. That's how they work. We don't think that way. Think about their campaigns of hate has no home here and love is love. Christians who know their Bible understand that the second great commandment calls us to love our neighbors as ourselves. We know that we're called to love our neighbors with the perfect agape love of God and we can only do that with the help of the Holy Spirit. We also know that love is inseparable from truth which means we don't affirm sin or the promotion of wicked policies in our culture. Love and hate are defined by God, not by special interest groups in Washington, D.C. or in Springfield, Illinois. God's view of right and wrong are hateful to cultural regressives. And no matter how nicely we say it or how softly we speak, we will be hated and vilified for expressing it. For decades now, Christian conservatives have tried the kinder and gentler approach. We've desperately tried to find common ground anywhere we could. But time after time, especially in Springfield, we have seen that approach fail. Regressives don't respect us, and they don't fear us, because we have replaced boldness with cowardice. 
As a result, they have used us and have taken advantage of our goodwill. We must understand that politics has become weaponized against us. The apostles of the world are relentless in their pursuit of their goals. They are not above lying, cheating, defaming, and payoffs, right? It's the Chicago way. Rhetorical, social, and the political malfeasance is, in their view, a justifiable means to their destructive ends. They are doing things to us in the full knowledge that we will not reciprocate in kind. And you know what? They're right. We will not sink to their level. We will not lie. We will not cheat or slander in our pursuit of good. But we can and we should be more assertive, less timid, and bolder in exposing the terrible consequences of their policies and their proposals. I'll speak a little bit more about that in a minute. Now, many conservatives have reasonable concerns about President Trump's style. But in my opinion, those concerns are outweighed by a long shot by the many policy victories he has achieved in the first three years of his administration. This is a result of having a resolute leader like no other who isn't afraid to fight back against the Democrats and the media. But I repeat myself. <laughs> Initially, I wasn't sure if I could vote for him in 2016. But then I watched the third debate and saw him push back on the issue of abortion like no other Republican candidate in my lifetime. Not only did he unequivocally say that he would appoint pro-life justices to the U.S. Supreme Court, but he also put Hillary Clinton on the defensive by calling out her late-term abortion radicalism. And it's not just abortion. I've been pleasantly surprised by how President Trump fights on just about every policy front we care about. In addition to implementing pro-life policies and regulation throughout the federal bureaucracy, he is also appointing pro-life judges to the federal benches, chipping away at Planned Parenthood funding and Obamacare, upholding religious liberties, reversing LGBTQIA policies in our military and in the Department of Education. And he moved our embassy to Jerusalem. The beauty about all that is he still finds time to Twitter troll Alyssa Milano and take on Saturday Night Live and the failing news organization known as CNN, DNC. <laughs> Clearly, understanding that the political battle occupies only one corner of the cultural landscape, President Trump has one foot in the political fight and one foot, okay, maybe a Twitter thumb, in the culture war. The striking thing about Trump is his fearlessness. People say, our country is so divided and Trump's to blame. No, no, no. Trump didn't cause the division. He is merely exposing the division that the political left has created. He's showing us how to boldly fight back against these guys. And of course, another great example of a, of a bold fighter we need is our own Jeannie Ives. 
She has no fear of man's feckless opinions and is out front going toe-to-toe with regressives on the issues. Can you imagine Jeannie debating AOC and the squad on the House floor? And who knows, maybe Jeannie's example will encourage establishment Republicans in D.C. to search for their own spines. We're so glad that she's running for office in the 6th Congressional District. And thank God we have bold truth-tellers and activists like Art Jarris, Pastor Corey Musgrave, Dr. Erwin Lutzer, Jeanette Ward, Pastor Wes Motter, all of whom are with us tonight. These culture warriors are just a few of the amazing people IFI has recognized with the Voice of Truth Award over the years. Brothers and sisters, we must understand that this is not just a political fight between the left and the right. It's not a fight between Republicans and Democrats. It's a battle between good and evil that has existed from the beginning of time. And Christians must boldly engage in the public square. Think about it. The other side has three powerful allies working with them. They've got academia. They've got media, they've got Hollywood, they control the culture-shaping megaphones, and they are relentlessly pounding their body and soul-destroying message into the heart of all Americans and our children. We can't compete against this evil through fearful, self-serving silence. David Smith, the Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. We'll continue with his remarks during the recent IFI banquet after this. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. In the midst of an impeachment battle that they can't possibly win, Democrats wallow in despair and grief, according to two articles in the New York Times. Michelle Goldberg writes about her anxiety and anger, a demoralizing degree of fear, even depression. A different piece by Sarah Leal bears the subheadline, Trump anxiety colors everything, quoting a Georgia Democrat saying, four years is as long as I can go, but eight years we won't have an America left. Such paranoia never explains how precisely America will disappear. How do they expect democracy to die? And sure, the president polarization is painful, but we hardly stand at the edge of dissolution or destruction. By nearly all measures, America's better off than at the time of Trump's election three years ago. And claims that the nation is about to collapse underestimate the robust durability of our constitution, our economy, and our institutions. I'm Michael Medved. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. During this edition, we're featuring the bold remarks made by David Smith during the recent Illinois Family Institute Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet. In his letter to the Ephesians, the Apostle Paul exhorts them and us, be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. And the psalmist reminds us, be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. Leftists are able to disseminate not just fake news, but fake news narratives, fake meta-stories, fake accounts of what America means, and fake accounts of, about what the founders stood for and our history. And many of our neighbors are believing these lies. Our side needs to toughen up and stop playing it safe. 
Now, that includes our presence at the state capitol in Springfield, which is a major source of cultural misery all around us. Not only are anti-life groups doing their best to make Illinois an abortion dumping ground of the Midwest, but they're also indoctrinating children in government schools starting in kindergarten. And when IFI calls out their radical abortion expansion bill by comparing the human carnage it facilitates to the Jewish Holocaust, 12 Illinois regressive lawmakers file a resolution against us trying to intimidate and silence our voice. That's 12 out of 118. Now, no metaphor or analogy is perfect. But tragically, abortion is America's holocaust, having killed more than 60 million preborn babies who have been deemed unworthy of life in America since 1973, just as there were 6 million Jews killed by Nazi Germany in the holocaust. These same state lawmakers have yet to file a resolution against presidential candidates or media pundits who regularly call President Trump a Nazi or Hitler. We cannot surrender the public square to these regressives. We must boldly fight for what we believe in and refuse to cower in fear or to surrender truth. In our effort to more effectively pursue good legislation and stop bad legislation, IFI wants to move from having a part-time contract lobbyist to a full-time legislative director who will stand boldly as our ambassador for Christ and his kingdom. We also want to expand our efforts to inform and equip the Christian community in Illinois with email alerts, video reports, podcasts, pastor breakfasts, special forums, worldview conferences, and cultural commentaries. To do this, we need to have a much larger marketing budget so that we can better take advantage of social media platforms and conservative and Christian radio. Jesus warns us not to put our light under a bushel. Instead, we're told to put it on a stand so it gives light to everyone. We are the light of the world. We must be the visible remnant that refuses to be hidden as we shine in the public square, giving glory to God Almighty. We must expose the work of darkness with the light he gives us. They want taxpayer funding of abortion through all nine months of pregnancy right up to birth with no restrictions. They want to indoctrinate our children by exposing them to positive ideas of deviant sexual behavior. They're the ones promoting trans ideology in the service of which they seek to criminalize correct pronoun use. They want to encourage marijuana use to, in order to exploit Illinoisans for revenue to cover their own fiscal mismanagement. And apparently, marijuana is a gateway drug. Leftists are already pushing to legalize magic mushrooms in Chicago. They want Medicare for all and free giveaways. They want socialism. They've got the media. They've got academia. They've got Hollywood. But that's not enough. They want the NBA, and they want the NFL. They want to force the little sisters of the poor to violate their core values. They want to abolish intellectual diversity and tolerance through policy, from laws, judicial decisions, and deplatforming, thereby establishing a nation of conformists to a leftist worldview. They want to destroy the baker in Colorado 
And even if he goes to the Supreme Court and wins, they will sue him again. Why? They don't really care about his little bakery. No, it's because they want to seek to make him an example that will terrify anyone else who may consider standing firm in their faith. That is why we have to be bold. God's gift of self-government, religious liberty, freedom of conscience, and the right to speak freely in the service of creating a moral culture in which to raise our families hangs in the balance. It is the preservation of these gifts that keeps us free from oppression, enabling us to live our faith freely. Boldness, engagement, and a willingness to suffer for Christ. These are necessary if we hope to restore a decent and good society. We are the stewards of God's blessings, and we need to fight as though it mattered because it does. So let me ask you a few questions. Are you tired of cowardly politicians? Are you tired of cultural rot being forced on your families? Are you tired of the bloodlust of abortion cheerleaders? Are you tired of the lies and the unfulfilled promises? Are you tired of the left-wing media? Do you believe vigorous defense of biblical truth is needed now more than ever in Illinois? All right. Are you willing and able to support the work and ministry of Illinois Family Institute? All right, God bless you, I'm done here. No. <laughs> so I want to ask you to consider my appeal here tonight and the opportunity to partner with us in a strategic and effective way. IFI is doing some great work here in deep blue Illinois, but we can't do it without your prayers and without your financial support. It's crucial that we reach farther and wider. The cause for which we fight is your cause. We want to be your voice in the Illinois public square. So thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for your prayers. We really appreciate the words of encouragement that we get from you and your generous financial support. We can't do this work without you. David Smith, the executive director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. As Dave was saying, please support the work of IFI and IFA. You can do so by going to IllinoisFamily.org and IllinoisFamilyAction.org. Be sure to check the IFI homepage and our email alerts for information about legislation and our upcoming Illinois Primary Nonpartisan Voter Guide. Also, please set aside March 7th for the IFI Worldview Conference at the Village Church of Barrington. Dr. Michael Brown and Dr. Robert Gagnon will encourage us to think biblically about our corrosive culture. For more information, click events at IllinoisFamily.org and tell a friend about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. 
Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.